Welcome to Disney Versus, the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. Today we are talking about Moana, the newest release from Walt Disney's Animation Studios. Woo! I'm yeah. so excited! <laughs> I'm Tori. I'm Grace. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus or on Twitter at Disney Versus. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. With us as always, we have Heather. What's up, Heather? Hey, not much. Today we have a guest. Woo! Yeah! Today we have Grace's boyfriend, Tyler. What's up, Tyler? What's up? How's it going? We're good. So y'all just saw this for a second time, right? Yeah, we just saw this for a second time. Yeah, we did. Okay, have y'all seen it in 3D or did y'all see it in XD? We saw it in the exact same theater both times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't don't have 3D in uh, small town Minnesota, so... (laughs) And we didn't want to drive all the way to slightly larger town Minnesota to see it in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have enough time for that. We accidentally saw it in the XD and really enjoyed it. Yeah. God, by happenstance. It was the only option available and oh my god, it was beautiful. I'm Man. so jealous. Oh my god. I bet this looked and sounded great in XD. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with the basic plot of Moana and... We're going to start off with no spoilers, and then as we get further into it, we'll we'll get into spoilers. We'll give you a warning before we spoil everything. Yes. But... Tori, do you want to go ahead and give a summary? Okay. Moana is the story of Moana. Go figure. What? A 16-year-old Polynesian girl who is the daughter of the chief of Matanui. The movie's about her journey to save her island to find Maui, the demigod of the wind and sea, and return basically the heart of the ocean to its rightful place. Yeah. That's what I thought of it as. Every time they referred to it, it's like the heart of Tahiti. The heart of the ocean. I'm like, it's, it's the heart of the ocean. It's just smaller. Because <laughs> it gets thrown into the water a bunch of times, just like in Titanic. It's just smaller green uh-huh. and goes on land instead of in the ocean (laughs) yep (laughs) so what was your first impression i liked it a lot i liked it a whole bunch did you know anything about it going into it i mean i knew the the obvious history things like moana was a polynesian princess air quotes around princess i knew lin-manuel did the music i knew the rock was maui i knew there was a pig and a rooster or a chicken. Is he a chicken or a rooster? It's a chicken. No questions. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a pig and a chicken. And I knew Maui was a shapeshifter. That's about it. It's more than I knew. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was a musical. I knew that the rock is in it. And that's the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> that's what hooked me. Like the rock in a Disney movie? Sign me up. I don't care... If he's just reading the paper. <laughs> as soon as Tori told me we were going to review this for the podcast, I avoided everything I could. So really? anytime it came up on my newsfeed or anything like that, I just didn't read it. Oh, you didn't want to be spoiled or you didn't want to have a bias? No, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't want any bias. I didn't want any... Um, I, like, I knew the music was done by Lin-Manuel, so that's really about it. Let's talk about the people. We talked about The Rock a little bit. Yeah. Um, The Rock was the voice of Maui. 
I mean, what can you say about The Rock that hasn't already been said? He's freaking the best! He can sing! Yeah! Apparently he can sing! And it's, like, really good! Pleasantly surprised. Uh. It sucks having these songs stuck in my head because I don't know them all yet. Like, I don't know them. It's not like... It's not like the circle of life, like I know it top to bottom. I know like a couple of phrases and then it'll get like that just that phrase will get stuck in my head forever and ever. It's like na 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 You're welcome. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like on the way home I couldn't get Moana's song stuck out of my head. I had no idea what the words mm-hmm. are, I only knew like two lines of it that just kept cycling over and over and over again. Yep, exactly the same with me. <laughs> Uh, the voice of Moana was Aulii Cravalho, and this is her first voice role, first acting experience ever, and I think she pretty much nailed it. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. She was 14 when this production started, and she's Polynesian. I like that. I found it interesting that she almost didn't audition, and she got picked. Uh-huh. Dreams do come true. You just gotta try, kids. You just gotta try. Just believe in yourself. Disney. Okay. <laughs> what about the rest of the voice cast? They're pretty good. I liked the grandmother. She was uh-huh. a hoot. Most of the cast is uh, has some Polynesian or Hawaiian roots. So that's really good. They got, you know, the right people to do these characters. Not like in... Alan Tudyk, who is not Polynesian. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Alan Tudyk. I mean, Alan Tudyk is like Disney's good luck charm right now. He's been in every movie since uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh-huh. And I mean... He's the mayor in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, he was the mayor in Wreck-It Ralph. He was... Have some candy. The... He was the Duke of Weaseltown. Wait, sorry. Wesselton. He was the Duke of Weaseltown in Frozen. He was... Shoot. He was Weaselton in, Zo- in, in Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, he was Weaselton. Yeah, he was he was Duke Weaselton in Zootopia, and I'm missing one. He was somebody in Big Hero Six. Uh, he was he was a uh, big marshmallow. He wasn't Baymax. He was. They said that he was Baymax. He wasn't Baymax. Oh no, he wasn't. Crap. Who was he? He was not the villain, but the other dude that sent the villain's daughter into the thing. He was that guy. He was Cray. Yes. He was the guy who they thought it was until the Scooby-Doo twist at the end of Big Hero 6. Yeah. Let's talk about Ron Clements and John Musker. I will see anything that they that they direct. Yeah, so what else are they responsible for? I think in order. They directed The Great Mouse Detective, Aladdin, Hercules... Ariel, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. The Princess and the Frog and Treasure Planet. Ew. Yeah, Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've they've done so much. And I love that they've always been part of like the brain trust of the Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. They've always been in the thick of it. And this is actually their first completely CGI movie. Yeah. And it's they 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 crushed it. What did you want to talk about the behind the scenes stuff? Basically, that this is the first Moana's Disney's first Polynesian princess. It's their second film 
in the Pacific Islands. History controversy? No, I'm talking about the controversy That's with cool. the uh, the recalling of Maui as a ho- as a Halloween costume. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Let's get into that. I didn't hear about any of that. It was a long time. I think it was in what July, August. There was a little kid's costume for Maui. You know, it came with the wig. Um, it it had a suit that was it was a bodysuit that had tattoos on it, and it had inflatable muscles in it a necklace, and the fish hook. And it had a grass skirt that, you know, make the kid look like Maui. And people were protesting. People got offended because of Polynesian heritage. It started the whole, my culture is not a costume outcry. And I want to say early September, they just yanked the costume. Like, okay, we're not going to do this. This is bad for business. So they pulled the whole thing entirely. And I'm kind of mad because I want one of those ring. I want one of those wigs, <laughs> so I could be Maui for Halloween next year. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm I'm about to go work out hardcore so I can be Maui. <laughs> Come at me. Uh-huh. Come at me, Facebook. I'll do that when I see it. Come at me, Twitter. If you make it happen, I'll buy you the wig. Okay. You have to get tattooed too, though. I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna get like <laughs> Sharpie or something. I'm gonna get Sharpie or henna. I mean, whichever shows up there on my go. skin. That's really what it comes down to. Can we just temporarily tattoo your entire upper torso? I mean, I guess. We can draw on you with silver a... sharpie. Silver's not going to show on you. Silver me. will definitely just... show on you. Nah. That or gold. Black sharpie. <laughs> Believe it or not, black sharpie actually shows up on my skin. If you guys don't know, I'm in, I'm of African-American descent, so <laughs> I'm dark. Okay, we're going to go ahead and start the actual review portion of the podcast from here on out. You've been warned. Spoilers beware. We recommend that if you haven't seen Moana, go watch it because it's freaking great. And then come back and listen to this part. So if you're spoiled from here on in, it's your own fault. Cool. So jumping straight into the characters, we've got Moana as the 14th princess. Her name means ocean. Yeah. What did you think of Moana? I hate that they call her a princess. Because she's not a princess. She's not. She says that. Yeah. They address that really early with it as a joke. Like, oh, I'm going to call him The Rock a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maui, he says, like, she's like, I am not a princess. And he's like, you wear a dress, you have an animal companion, you're a princess. And it's kind of like, I think it's a, like a clever dig at Disney for for how they label their female characters as princesses while still establishing the fact that she isn't the stereotypical princess. She breaks the mold so hard. Definitely. I like that they kind of label her as a princess because it really, it adds a really strong female to that group of women. Mm -hmm. I don't like that they call her a princess at all though, because I don't like that they even call her the 14th official princess. Because in that list, you have Pocahontas and Mulan. Neither of them are princesses either. Mulan is just a warrior. So are you warrior. just against Disney princesses? Well, it's the fact I that they're am... not from royal descent to begin with. Like, Mulan yes. was not from royal descent, and they're calling her a princess for who knows why. And then just because Pocahontas is the chief's daughter, which sounds familiar, um, like, she's not a princess. It's not royalty. And I mean... That just doesn't bother me. 
at least Pocahontas is the chief's daughter. That can kind of get a pass. Mulan doesn't even marry anybody high ranking. I mean, I guess she marries Shang, but he's just a general's son. A general who ends up dead, and Mulan ends up, I think, outranking him. Probably. But I don't want to go too hard into Mulan, too. Yeah. That's coming up. I did appreciate that Moana has some curves. She's she's built like a real woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I think she's really the first Disney princess to be shaped like a normal person. She definitely has a strong lower body. That's one of the first things I noticed about her when she put like her... I don't want to call it her third form, I guess, so the beginning of the movie goes through her, like, growing up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I noticed, she's like, she has muscles. Like, she's got a muscular lower body, which makes sense for the the heritage. And, but it's, just, it's, it's cool to see her break the mold and not even apologetically. Yeah. She, she doesn't have a super tiny waist. She's not particularly tall. No, she's she's kind of little. Make they don't single her out for it, or you know, like no one cracks a joke about her being not the stereotypical princess. They just literally, it's what she is, and they run with it the whole time. I think it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, they they made like all of them look that way too because they're all actively working uh-huh. all the time, you know. So they made them actually look like people that were always working all the time, you know. Like that was super cool. Yeah, and the only person that comes close to calling her out about it is Maui because I mean. Maui's a kind of an ass at the beginning. <laughs> like when you first meet him, he's, he's he's kind of an ass. And then when she jumps down from that house where she's just up there like Spider-Man, just fixing. She was stuff. fixing the roof or whatever uh-huh. the ceiling, yeah, because it was leaking. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I just fixed the roof. Yeah. She just Tarzan's her way down. <laughs> then she's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I just fixed the thing. It's whatever." It's like, "What?" Mm, that's good point. No, wait, I didn't mean. <laughs> what about Maui? What did you think of Maui? I want to be Maui when I grow up. Powers and all. <laughs> I do not. So the first thing you want to do when you meet the, the hero of the movie is deceive her and lock her into a, a cave and steal her boat? I mean, it's part of the journey. <laughs> it is. Let's be real, Tori wants to be Maui for that yell. Yes. <laughs> I almost did the yell to open the cast, but I chickened out because I didn't want to screw it up. <laughs> but... So Maui has an interesting um, kind of animation piece. His tattoos are completely hand-drawn and they're integrated with a 3D animation. Mm -hmm. I think that was their way of getting around. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to make his tattoos come alive like that. Because it'd be weird for them to be CG. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the muses in the Hercules pots. The vases. Yeah. I also thought a lot of the animations of Tattoo Molly reminded me of Genie from Aladdin. Especially like the yes. upper body and the torso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric Goldberg was responsible for hand drawing Maui's tattoos and he animated the Genie from Aladdin. It shows. That actually makes sense. Uh, Tori made a, made a uh, connection with uh, Krunk's Devil and Angel kind of thing. And that's kind of oh. the role that little Maui tattoo... You know, like, that was basically his role. It was, like, his conscience, but also... His crowd. Yeah. Like, his 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 squad. His squad is all one tattoo. He's the guy that's like, you got this, Maui. Mm-hmm. Or get it and together, Maui. His... Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of her chicken? Hi, hi. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Some of Hey, hey's moments were just... I laughed too hard. <laughs> just... <laughs> When Hey Hey freaks out that they're on the boat, yeah, that's that's accurate. I think I think everyone's gonna turn that no, into a live. gif or something. I give up. Yeah, 
I think they're gonna turn that into a gif and be like internal screaming always or something like that and it's just gonna be him yes <laughs> yes hey hey is me on monday yeah but i kind of want to see the uh the the recording session footage of alan tudyk voicing hey hey oh my right. god that'd be so <laughs> good <laughs> i mean i want to see alan tudyk because i i know it was like okay let's get uh frank welker who does every kind of animal sound imaginable and they're like no Let's call Alan. Let's let's call Alan and get him in he here. Needs he needs to part this. He's a good luck yeah. charm. We, yeah. We have to put him in here somewhere. <laughs> hey, hey was originally supposed to be a smart kind of guiding character like Sebastian for the Little Mermaid. And then he wasn't likable enough. So John Lasseter told them to figure it out or cut him out. I mean, that's... Nobody liked Sebastian until he started singing, so... <laughs> I don't want to hear Hey, Hey sing. No. <laughs> We already did. Oh my god! Maybe he was singing the song of his people when they when he was on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just kept getting higher and higher. So, <laughs> so Tori, you're getting me Pua the pig for Christmas, right? Do you want the stuffed animal or the actual pig? No, I want an actual Pua. Okay, I'll I'll get right on that. <laughs> I wish Pua was in more of the movie. I guess it makes sense that he didn't come on the boat. I fell in love with him right away too. I was a little disappointed when he didn't get on the boat and go. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Pua and Heihei would have been fighting the whole time and it would have distracted from the actual movie because the movie's really like tight. Mm-hmm. It's really, mm-hmm. there's no um, wasted moments. I thought it was interesting that the movie was so tight considering that the writing switched hands part of the way through and we saw in Brave that that didn't work very well. Yeah, because usually like that also happened with Zootopia. And Frozen. Yeah, exactly. And Frozen, it didn't work so well zootopia it worked great for some reason yeah and i think it i think they finally got they they got it right with this one too making maui not the care not the main character i think was a good idea because maui's Uh arc it's similar to moana's but i think moana's is kind of better i think it's a better figure explain what you mean tori i'm i'm kind of confused explain what i mean about 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 liking uh moana's arc more than you like maui's and how they're similar they both have the who am i kind of arc because maui's like i'm nothing without my hook and moana's basically like who am i as any 16 year old pretty much is yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and maui kind of is motivated at the beginning by like selfish reasons like he wants his hook he wants everybody to love him and he just wants you know his power back Mm mm-hmm Moana's motivated by more hedonistic reasons. She's doing this to save her people. She's doing this to save her island. And it's not... She's also trying to figure out where she fits into her world. Because she doesn't fall into the mold of a traditional leader. Exactly. And it's a lot less selfish. Gotcha. Let's talk about Grandma, Chief Tui, and Moana's mom. So I really love Grandma Tala. Okay. I think you kind of expect older people in movies to be flat and she's not she's spunky and she's comedic and very encouraging and personable she's very uh yoda-esque like old yoda yes but she's i think she's even more playful than that yeah yeah we mentioned we mentioned uh no we mentioned that she was kind of that uh she reminded us of uh grandmother willow yes yes oh there was one part there was a song there's the very beginning of the song that's reminiscent of Grandma Willow's song. The one where, uh, I think yeah. it's on the soundtrack, it's I Am Moana. 
It's the song where like Moana's about to give up and then her grandmother shows up and is like, what are you going to do? Who are you? Yes. Mm -hmm. That song. It's the song before she goes and uh, takes on Taka. Uh Grandma joins a long line. Sorry, it's actually kind of a short line of Disney grandmothers along with Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas and then Mulan's grandmother. Oh, yes. I love her. (laughs) Who just say what's on their mind and are legit and kind of accept their granddaughter for who they are but she's mostly grandmother willow she's kind of the like the spiritual guiding force for moana yeah i like that moana's mom is really kind of the go-between between her and her dad she's such a mediator mm-hmm. yeah she's very supportive yeah she's a good mediator mm-hmm. she's supportive of moana and encourages her figuring out who she is and isn't terribly she doesn't seem terribly against moana going to beyond the reef mm-hmm but at the same time, she supports her trying to become the best chief figure she could be. Yeah. During the song where Moana leaves, her mom kind of has that, I want you to be safe, but if you have to do this, do this. Look on That look th- that you see right as she's packing her stuff up is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of holds up the bag full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What did you think about the chief? I leaned over to Heather during part of the beginning of the movie and I said, he's got a little King Triton in him (laughs) because he says, uh, when he says nobody goes beyond the reef, he had that tone in his voice where King Triton's like, nobody goes to the surface world Yep, because it's, it's motivated by wanted, wanting to protect the people, but also it's out of fear Uh because King Triton knows what happens to fish and Chief Tui knows what happened to his best friend as his grandmother, or sorry, as his wife uh, tells Moana. His heart's in the right place. He's just kind of strong-arming his way to it. The chief's singing voice was Christopher Jackson, who was George Washington, Washington and Hamilton. Uh-huh. I didn't catch that. I definitely caught Lin Manuel. Oh yeah. I didn't hear. <laughs> he has such a distinct voice. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it the first time and thinking, that that singing guy sounds a lot like Washington. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> once he started, he said Matanui, and uh-huh. people say Matanui a certain way. Like Pacific Islanders say, it's the accent. He had the accent and it completely threw me off. But, I mean, actors are supposed to, you know get completely into character well, I mean, it, it was a singing voice but not his speaking voice yeah yeah he has to chris jackson sings Montanui. yeah he sings the word Montanui, oh. and it completely threw me off because uh tamira morrison is this the speaking voice and they it's you can't tell who's who unless you look at the back of the cd <laughs> yeah and then her mom is voiced by nicole scherzinger from the pussycat dolls <laughs> i didn't realize that that's funny I thought it was Philippa Sue from uh, Hamilton, also from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I saw a credit for that, but then I couldn't find it. She's just an IMDb. additional voice. She wasn't a like main or supporting character. She was probably probably a background singer or a um, a vi- just a villager. Gotcha. Let's talk about the monsters that we encounter during this adventure. <laughs> Man, the crab though. The crab is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, and the we best. can talk about it talk about it more later when we get into the soundtrack, but his song it took me uh, right away I realized I've heard this voice before. Yeah, right. And so then I, sp- I spent that time like, who the hell is it? And then he starts to sing and I was like, Oh, 
It's Flight of the Concords. It's, it's, that's Jermaine Clement. Yeah. It's like, it's such a perfect song for him. And it might just be because I know Flight of the Concords so well and that goes hand in hand. But mm-hmm. he, like that, he kills that song. It is perfect mm-hmm. for him. I liked his voice and everything. I didn't know who Jermaine Clement was. I mean, I've heard the flight, I've heard Flight of the Concords in like The Simpsons and, uh, shoot. What they do in the shadows. I think it's them and, uh, Taika Waititi. But other than that, I had no idea who he was. And I liked his voice. I thought he was somebody else. I like. I love Shiny. I may start strutting around the apartment to Shiny. Once I learn the words, I'll start singing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. I'll be wearing something that's not even Shiny. He'll be yeah. wearing sweats and I'll take a video. Tori's going to be wearing all matte black and singing Shiny. Yeah. Shiny. <laughs> just just burning all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did oh, you think man. of Tekka? Taka, I loved. Taka. Hold yeah, on. Taka. I'm not going to say I love Taka. I liked Taka. It kind of reminded me of the Firebird from Fantasia 2000. Like the actual uh-huh. lava creature from that. Except not a bird. Except so. it's an island instead, you know. Except yeah. land. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a whole volcano instead of just a she's just, fiery She's just winged. the goddess of land. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's get into that. When did I'm trying to figure out when did Taka become Tafiti? Or sorry, flip it. When did Tafiti become Taka? When Taka showed up. So, so Maui took the heart. Yeah, because like, he takes the heart out and then just he, instantly he flies out, and all of a sudden there is Taka. And so, I mean, okay. if you think about like the literal idea, like it, you remove the heart and it removes the person and or or the being, I guess. So. I mean, it, it was instantaneous when she put it back in. True. Why not the same as when she when he pulls it out? That makes sense. I'm thinking they showed uh, Tafiti, like the island Tafiti, when they were dri- when they were s- driving, huh? when they were sailing <laughs> up through the fog. He points at Tafiti, and then K- Taka shows up. Yeah, when Moana climbs it. Yeah, it's there's no island there it's just kind of that that one what mountain range kind of yeah it's it's like a husk yeah she basically just like leaves like a shell image or just like outline of what her curves are and basically just goes after anybody because or at least whoever has her heart kind of thing okay uh going back to tamatoa for a minute i noticed the second time that right before when he goes uh bioluminescent he gets the red uh-huh. blue eyes thing going on, like Ka. Yeah. Yes, I noticed that too. Especially when they took away his figure and it was just his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. That was a really cool callback. Yeah. And uh him him glowing in the dark reminded me of the villain in uh Princess and the Frog. The voodoo voodoo guy. Doctor Facilier. Yeah. When it gets like really trippy with him for like a hot minute too. Yeah. I got some real uh, oogie boogie vibes from from that part, just like the uh, from the end of um, Night Before Christmas. I can see mm-hmm. that, yeah. How he's singing while he's trying to kill these people, and how everything <laughs> just gets like darker and than neon lights. And yeah, yeah, oogie does have a black light scene. Yeah, he That's does. Right. He certainly does. Do we want to talk about the Kakamura? Yeah, because Mad Max. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, you gotta talk about those. Yeah. Guys. Oh, they're coconuts, and then she just fights them. 
cute. Yeah. It's it's comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They're like trying to be terrifying and it's not even I loved it. <laughs> I loved how the music played into the drums that they were doing, the kind of war music they were doing. Yeah. Kind of has a um a Warcraft vibe too cuz drums play a lot and I know the when you play as the orcs, uh-huh. drums play into a lot. Drums play into a lot. Hmm. I told Heather that the Kakamura kind of looked like evil minions. Like if the minions got a little bit sentient and savage, they would be the Kakamura. Wait, they're not. They're not already. I mean, they're slowly but surely taking over the world. They're not savages, though. That we know of. It's a really great part in the movie to add comic relief to a serious situation. What the Kakamura? Yeah, just like the fact that they're coconuts, and then when they're spl- uh, when their ship splits into three. Yeah, and Moana makes that comment about how their ships became more ships yes. and stuff like that. It's just like couple of couple of jokes in there, and then but it's still like setting a serious tone and helping to establish Moana as a strong hero too. And then she just goes berserk on them. Yeah, she goes. She's like, oh, I got this. Yeah, she goes and rescues Hey Hey because they because they take him, and she's like, "I'm not leaving my chicken." Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he also. He's full of the heart. Yeah, I say he had the heart in his stomach too. Yeah, so. <laughs> that too. Uh, what, was, what was her real motivation there? <laughs> obviously, it was just hey hey. <laughs> the chicken or the heart? <laughs> the chicken. The heart doesn't scream. I remember <laughs> when. <laughs> I remembered when uh, she grabs hey hey off the boat. She kind of pole vaults like Aladdin does. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we can call out all the Disney similarities until the cows come home because there are so I mean, there many. There are so many. Tons of ziplining too. Um, all one... of like all over the first half of the movie, she ziplines twice at least. Yeah. Yep. There was one part where she kind of surfs on a log or something. There was one specific part that reminded me of Tarzan. I know one in the beginning where she's at the water. And she's it's baby Moana. She looks at the water, and she do, she tilts her head to the side, and then the water <laughs> tilts its head to the side. Yeah, yeah, that's baby. That's tar- straight up out of Tarzan. Baby Tarzan. <laughs> Pua the pig has one of those moments too, where he tilts his head to the side. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think Hey Hey does too. Eventually, he does he does that to Maui. <laughs> yeah, Hey Hey does too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does it to Maui. Yeah. Do we want to jump into the animation for this? Yeah, sure. Which, I mean, if you want to talk about the animation of the water, we could segue that by talking about the water as a character first. Oh, uh, let's do that. Because it's awesome how it plays a part and like in a literal sense and just like how it keeps spitting her back onto the boat. Yeah. Like the sassiest water I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Straight up. Grace, that's a drunken Disney rule, by the way. Yes. Every time the water spits something back it's out. Sassy. Every time the water spits something back out, drink. Whether it be Maui or Moana. I was thinking just any time the water personifies or is personified. Yeah, has a personality. I mean, that's like the... You're going to be wasted. But uh, let's... No, because <laughs> well, spitting it out... Because they're just like tiny little snippets throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like whenever it like nods or whenever it has like that head tilt or whenever it shoots itself that... Uh... Whenever it sprays water on Maui's face, because he's being a butt. Or whenever Moana she, high-fives it. Or whenever, yeah. You say, it, uh, Moana high-fives the water. I was really hoping to get, like, a Terminator 2 thumbs-up moment. Yes. And, yeah. Or, like, uh, like a finger point or something like that, but I'll take a high-five. Yeah. 
I was waiting for Moana to like surf on the water and just have the water like lock into Moana's feet and then move her. But it, it does. Much. It kind of does. It that. does a little bit at the the end after uh, her boat gets destroyed by the last fireball. The water takes That's her right. to the shore of the cliff, and it, yeah, right. and it lifts her up um, after Taka turns into uh, Tafiti. It like it doesn't mm-hmm. lift her up. Yeah, it does. she's up on yeah. a rock. She's up on a rock. She's up on a rock then? I could have swore whenever oh. whenever Tafiti... Oh, after Taka turns back into Tafiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, I thought Wait, you were talking I about Tafiti just lifted her up with her hand. She does that later with uh, with Maui. Whenever Mau- whenever they're both just like chilling. Mm. And they're like, whoa. That's right. Right before he gets his hook back. Yeah. That water looks so great, though. That's probably mm-hmm. the best... Second best... No, it's the best water I've seen in an animated movie. What were you going to say? Is the other... I was going to say The Good Dinosaur, but all of nature looked great in that movie. Well, in yeah, so I thought it was interesting. There was a note about how they kind of stayed away from hyperrealism yeah. in this. So it definitely seems animated. Moana seems like an animated movie, even though the water and the hair is really realistic. Yeah. They kind of strike that balance where The Good Dinosaur looks like an animated dinosaur in a realistic universe. Yeah. I mean, the hair in Moana looks like animated hair, but the consistency oh. of the like the waviness of their hair, or whenever their hair got wet, or where whenever their hair was like up, it made me want to like run my fingers through their scalp. Like seriously, their hair just looks <laughs> soft, and I just wanted to like steal it. I want my hair to be that soft. It made me jealous. Yeah, <laughs> it made me jealous because my hair doesn't look. Like yeah, that. I want that hair. They created a simulator for the hair that makes it move kind of in reaction to the animation so that the animators didn't have to animate the hair individually for every scene. And I- yeah, because it, it's going to be hard to move that much hair as one mass and make it look convincing. Yeah. That and I think they made that program like for Moana, like with, with this movie in mind or whatever to like kind of help it around mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's un- like that's basically a new program that they can use for everything else now you know so that's really cool because let's let's talk about disney hair for a second we've had tangled brave and now this movie with just really great hair yeah i'm excited to watch brave because i remember really thinking the hair was good yeah mm-hmm. and brave but this is on a completely different level oh yeah, yeah. i didn't think of that oh crap <laughs> speaking of hair and connections when she washes up on maui's island and she digs herself out of the sand. Her hair <laughs> looks exactly like Anna's hair from Frozen when she wakes yes, up with bedhead. Yep. Like, I think it's the exact same shape. <laughs> the islands looked so, I'm going to say real. They look so realistic. Yeah, so they looked, they looked animated, but the detail was so fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they weren't going for photorealism, but they still got it, like, pretty close, except the colors, yeah, yeah, looked like it could And everything was so bright and vibrant, and it makes me want to go to Hawaii right now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So we haven't talked yet about Moana as a princess and how she's different from some of the other princesses. One key thing is that there's no significant other, there's no... Love interest. There's no yes. love interest in this movie, and I believe it's the second? Yes, Brave was the other one. Okay. Yeah, because there's no 
there's no love interest in Brave. She has suitors, but I mean, they're just there for comic relief and she doesn't really, there's no attraction there. It's just a scene where. This just kind of avoided it altogether. Yeah. And I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It allows more for the story and it allows for, you know, personal growth for Mo- for Moana for herself and not for somebody else. Like she's growing for her and not for some guy. Yeah. I thought it was very age appropriate too. Yes. Like at 16, you don't need to be searching for the love of your life. Tell that to Ariel and Aurora and Jasmine doesn't count because she was arranged to be married. Same with Aurora. Well, Aurora, I mean, Aurora fell in love with Philip on her own. In a day. In a day. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I guess that's what you get for like living with three aunts that just bicker all the time, though. We've already been through this. We're not going to beat a dead horse. Yeah. I also thought it was a good call that it wasn't unusual for her to be a leader, that everyone in the community really accepted her as the next leader of the tribe. Yeah, they didn't make her gender a big deal at all. They were like, hey, by the way, you're my kid. You're going to be the new chief. Here's a hat. Yeah. Yep. Here's a hat. (laughs) And this is where you put your rock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That rock reminded me of the rocks from Atlantis with the kings of the past. Uh Oh, I yeah. thought it was Pride Rock to me. <laughs> that too. I got a strong, like, everything you see is your domain vibe. But don't go past Beyond the Reef. <laughs> don't go to the Elephant Graveyard. I've had that What's thought that too. that shadowy like... place? <laughs> That's Beyond the Reef. You must never go there. Another thing I really appreciated about Moana's character is that they made it acceptable for her to ask for help. And then also for her to teach people. Yes. So she asks, she asks Maui. Maui to teach her how to sail, and then she ends up going home and teaching her whole tribe how to sail. Yep. yep. And then she teaches how to dance. She teaches those kids how to dance with that kid who was doing uh, the most. Right? That kid was so <laughs> that sassy. Was funny. Let's jump into the music. Oh my gosh, this music. I didn't realize that this was a musical when I started. During the first song, I thought to myself, hey, this sounds really familiar. And then I like remembered out of nowhere, about months ago, I saw a preview for the, sh- the movie where it said, the with music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I was like, Hamilton! This is so much like Hamilton. This is straight up a musical. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just waiting for, in a few weeks, when all the Hamilton-Moana mashups start popping up on YouTube... Yep. Oh, man. There are I didn't even think of that. So many, there are so many moments where it's like, you can tell that he was writing the two around the same time. He's borrowing from himself. Yeah. But it's not so bad that it's like, like we listen to Hamilton a lot. Yeah. So I'm yeah, we very, do. I am very familiar with that, that show top to bottom. So even like little things like stick out to me now. Mm-hmm. I don't think like the casual viewer is going to catch that to the point where it's like, come on, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like be more original it's like hey we should probably listen to something else for a few weeks yeah give some examples i'm i'm curious to see uh, like what you connected moana to uh hamilton stuff as we were watching the movie i was like leaning it was like seven of us in the theater i like would lean over to grace and kind of hum something from hamilton uh right now i couldn't pick it off the top of my head i need to listen to the I'm moana gonna... soundtrack gotcha, gotcha, more. Gotcha. sorry <laughs> i'm gonna try and pull something up and see because I was definitely thinking, it was distracting to me. I honestly think the similarities between the two 
detracted from my experience. So look forward to watching Moana again when I haven't listened to Hamilton nonstop. There's a lot of um, similar, I would say a lot of similar <laughs> chord sounds and voicings just in like in the in the full group stuff that really reminded me a lot of Hamilton too. Just like how he voiced the different parts um, to fill it out in, in the chorus. But For me particularly, okay. there were some melodic points that lined up. But especially rhythmic similarities and just timing between how lyrics were delivered wind up very similarly to Hamlin. Have you seen In the Heights? Have you listened to no, In the I Heights? Haven't. I haven't. I agree with you in some cases, but in other cases, I think that's just his style. Yeah. His his okay. his lyrical writing is very rhythmic to begin with. So in what is Moana's song called? How far I'll go. Yes. And that, the the rhythmic, the intervals in that standing is very Lin-Manuel. Yeah, that's very Lin-Manuel. I don't even know if those are the words. I just know that that's the, those are the intervals that are there. <laughs> when the rock raps in the middle, or I, I guess you can call it rap if you want, in the middle of his song, it's very Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Just, the, <laughs> just the pacing of, of the lines and... Uh-huh. Just kind of like the inflection up and down. It's all very much. I was very impressed by that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know The Rock could sing. Right? Yeah. Apparently, Lin Manuel <laughs> wrote the song for The Rock. Yeah. They listened to him singing, clips of him singing from stuff, and they wrote it to fit his range. And his style, too. It wasn't, it, I don't think it was yeah. just his range. It was, it was like also his style stuff. Yeah, how, how The Rock sings. Mm hmm. Something you guys were talking about, uh, rhythmic similarities. If you listen to the very first song that the village sings, like if you get the soundtrack and listen to that, the beginning of that, Grace should have recognized this because you did the cup song. If you listen to I the didn't. cup song and listen to the beginning of the uh, Know Who You Are, whatever the village song really? is. Really? Yeah. It lines up for like five, four or eight bars. It lines up with the cup song. Mm-hmm. Like you can do the cup song to that. Challenge. It's it's great. And now that I made that connection, it kind of bugs me. <laughs> Nothing is pitch perfect, but I'm it's it's great and it's funny. Going back to the crab, it was a very nice change of pace. It's... I I have to imagine that that was written by Jermaine Clement because it's just so flight of the Concordsy versus <laughs> what we're used to from the Manuel, which I think is great. I mean, the man should write his own songs. But it's like just serving its purpose in the movie. It's a great change of pace from from the rest of everything, really. So, question: Do you think "Shiny" or "You're Welcome" are villain songs? I think "Shiny's" probably the more. Shiny's definitely a villain song. Okay. What was the other one? "You're Welcome," because Maui's not really a villain. He's more of an antagonist who <laughs> gets his shit together at the end. I think that was mainly his like egotistical song, but it's it's okay. I mean, you could you could pair your welcome with the kind of villain song as Gaston's song from Beauty and the Beast, because all he's that doing works. is bragging about how good True, he is. Yeah. He's not really like saying he's a bad guy or doing bad guy things. He's just being incredibly full of himself and talking about how he is the greatest gift to mankind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, I can see that. Let's talk about Mark Mancina. Yes. Mark Mancina did the score for Tarzan and the stage production of Lion King. Yes. He also did the music for August Rush. I like the score a lot. I like the use of the, the songs. 
But at the end, when uh, Tefiti, the island of Tefiti was reforming, mm-hmm. I kind of got an Avatar vibe. James Cameron's oh. Avatar. Okay. I mean, that's I not a that. bad thing. I was just, it just kind of t- briefly took me out. It was very similar. It was an island reforming. And Avatar is all about the environment. Yeah. There's something that I noticed. Did you guys think that the island looked too close to Moana? I was wondering if anybody else caught that. Yes, her face, like their faces were really similar. Yes. I had a brief. I did too until she kind of developed. But when she first becomes the island, it does look a lot like her, especially her lips. I thought that too the second time through, but I had another thought. Tefiti is basically a goddess, right? Yeah, I mean, she is. It's not basically she, she is a goddess. Go with me on this. In the Prince of Egypt, the same person who voices Moses voices God. And it's explained that that's the case because when you hear God talk to you, it's going to be in your voice. So this probably falls apart. But I think Tefiti looks like Moana because it was Moana who freed her. Does that kind of make sense? Maybe. I was kind of thinking that too. Yeah. I did have one moment when the grandmother was dying right after she gives the heart of Tafiti to Moana. And I was wondering if there's some kind of connection between that and maybe the goddess or if it was just kind of happenstance. I think it's kind of the last thing that basically Grandmother Willow... That she had like, to hold on to. Yeah. And it was kind of her telling Moana to let go and do her own thing. So in connection to that, I guess she also let go in a sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice until this viewing that on the tapestry behind the grandmother, there's the picture of Maui because that's who Moana has to go find. Mm -hmm. But underneath it, a little bit smaller, is a stingray. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Going back to the animation, how gorgeous was it the moment when the, her grandma died and the stingray like oh. came from the island under the boat? Yes. Yeah. That was a really cool moment. That and when she comes back, too. Yeah, in, the, in that song. I'm mad at myself because I was texting Grace something and I missed that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I gotta go back. I can't rewind this right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a movie. We're actively in a the movie. The first time? Movie. No, the second time. Uh, like today when i when i was yeah (laughs) it's okay it's like when i missed maui do his boat thing his boat flip yeah or no his uh his boat turn yeah so what do you think moana's first tattoo is gonna be tafiti i think it's gonna be the spiral yeah either tafiti or the spiral on the the heart of tafiti better a boat not maui's bird form second tattoo. maybe his shark head form what if moana's first tattoo is hey hey <laughs> Just straight up her spine. <laughs> I think Pua would get a little hurt. I mean, Pua wasn't on the adventure. Pua ran off. Pua needs more screen time if he wants to get a tattoo. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he shouldn't go running back into land the first time he touches water. Exactly. <laughs> I felt bad for Pua when he fell in the water. Yeah, especially when he like went oh, up to the oar Pua. and ran away from it. It was really sad. Mm-hmm. Pua might be the name of my next pet. Oh, I'm just happy that Pua never grew up. <laughs> Pua was a baby pig the entire time. Yeah. And I was like so happy because when I saw Pua in the beginning of the movie, and I was like, that is an adorable little piglet. And I was just waiting for him to grow up and to be a not as adorable pig. And he didn't. He stayed piglet for forever. It is just a teacup pig. Must be a Hawaiian Island thing. 
or a Pacific Island thing. Pigs that don't grow. <laughs> I have to admit, after I saw this movie the first time, Ask Heather, we went right to Target and I went and found the soundtrack. It's true. Yeah. Oh, I cool. needed it. We had to go there so I could get a uh, 3DS charger. And then we saw the soundtrack and he was like, oh, hey, look, and grabbed it. And it was on sale. I'm definitely going to be listening to this for the next few days. So, Grace, do you have any rules for Drunken Disney? I had a few. Yeah, so I think the first rule is probably going to be the standard one we do for musicals. So, three to be kind of a new song first. Okay. What were your suggestions? Every time Moana touches her hair, because apparently what the animators did was modeled Moana's, like, quirks after the voice actress Ali'i Cravalho. And apparently she touches her hair a lot. And I looked at it. Whenever Moana is, you know, nervous or her hair gets wet or whatever, she touches her hair. And she touches her hair a lot in this movie. So I think that will be a good, you know, thing. I'm not sure I would notice it as much. I don't know. I definitely think we should do... We should definitely do a drink every time the ocean is personified. Okay. So anytime it that brings works her up too. the deck, or anytime it does this little wave thing. Or high fives. High fives. Yeah. Does a head tilt. <laughs> head tilt. So that anytime the ocean is personified, anytime I drink, no. Every time a song starts. And then something with Hey Hey? Hey Hey would be good. Yeah, we should have a rule about Hey Hey. Anytime Hey Hey does something wrong, <laughs> like there's those moments where... Like, you know, like when The Rock gives him food, and he just keeps pecking away, like, three inches to the right of it, <laughs> pecking with the boat, and then The Rock, or, uh, I guess, excuse Maui, has to, like, move his head so he gets it on the food. <laughs> or, you know, he eats a rock in the beginning of the film. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or he walks off the boat three times. Right? He waits for her to, like, turn away, Yeah. <laughs> There's that great moment when she puts him in that in that little hatch and he just walks back and forth bumping into the sides of the hatch. Yeah. You like a <laughs> that finish was a, your drink moment. That was too funny. <laughs> I think this definitely has the potential to be as good as Drunk and Disney Nemo. Because any time a song starts, any time Hey Hey is ridiculous, and any time the ocean is qualified. I'm down for that, yeah. That's good. One more question before we get out of here. Where do you think this movie ranks? Where the oh. movie would rank in our bracket? I was not prepared. <laughs> My rankings that I made <laughs> a long time ago. I never looked at since I made them. <laughs> and trust me, I've seen a lot of movies I hadn't seen now. <laughs> oh, man. When we re-rank the movies, I think Tyler's going to have to be in on that one. Because oh. we're going to do a re-rank special soon. Yeah. You understand how many more movies I've seen because of this podcast and having to participate in viewing it. <laughs> Being forced <laughs> against his will. I mean, Digi movies are torture, apparently. I mean, I was having a really good time with Home on the Range. I didn't get to see the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Home on the Range. God damn it. So, I have incredible breaks of night. I think this goes above Incredible Tweet. It might go oh. above that. If Sydney Beauty is seventh, I think it could be that. Hmm. 
I definitely think it's top ten for me. I'll have to see it a couple more times. I just have to look at what movies are still like, what what are even in the rankings anymore? Because I don't even remember how I put. Oh, hey, look, a spreadsheet. <laughs> I think for me, because it recently came out, like it'll be in my tier one. It's kind of one of those that I just kind of want to keep watching right now. And you've seen it twice, so. I had looking at my rankings. I had Inside Out at eleven, and I think I would put Moana above Inside Out. I have Mulan at ten, and I think I would put in Moana above Mulan. I have a soft spot for some of the songs in Mulan, but I just think I just had such a good time watching Moana today. Mm-hmm. It's just good, clean fun. I think it struck a really good balance between a serious storyline that had a lot of funny moments in it. This is not a comedy by any means, but it's very funny for what it is. Yeah. It has multiple act twos, it feels like. So a lot of like hurdles that bring it down and you have to come back up. So yeah, maybe one too many moments where all hope was lost, but still a really good movie. Just a lot of, a lot of entertainment. I'm looking at my rankings and it's better than a goofy movie, but I like a goofy movie better. I think I'll have to put it, um, I have a goofy movie and Wreck-It Ralph tied at 11. So I'll put it at like 11.5 because Big Hero 6 is 12. And I think this is, I like this better than Big Hero 6. <laughs> I mean, I put Finding Nemo 25. So that's, that's the outlier right there. Yeah, it's definitely top 15. I was going to put it right above Frozen and just be like, to Frozen. <laughs> but I'm just going to move it that much higher. God, Frozen is still at 15. Varsh. Yeah, I'm excited to read you these <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be fun to sit down and do that. So that is our review slash discussion of Moana. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in to our next episode where we'll be discussing Inside Out versus Alice in Wonderland, Cars versus Up, Finding Dory versus Bambi, and The Great Mouse Detective versus Aladdin. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's going to be yeah. a great episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses. Follow us on Twitter at DisneyVS. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.